There are so many things as humans that we don't really understand. There are mystic, magical, faded things, as well as otherworldly realms that we just can't comprehend unless it's through the journey of our own soul. I'm your host, Steffi, aka The Spirit Sis. I'm a psychic medium, astrologer, and intuition teacher, and I'm here to take you on an exploration of all things spiritual. I'm going to connect to Source, give you divine downloads, and I want to keep you in the spirit loop. So here is the Psychic Scoop. Hello and welcome to the Psychic Scoop podcast. I'm Steffi, aka Spirit Sis. I'm joined by two very special guests today, two green witches. We have Chris Young and Susan Ottaviano, who wrote Hi. The Green Witch's Guide to Magical Plants and Flowers. Hello. Hello. I'm so excited to chat with you. I have so many questions and I know our audience is just going to love you. (laughs) Thank you for having us. Yeah. So, okay. You two have been friends for over 30 years. Yes. Have you always been into the witchy stuff, the mindfulness, or is this like a new part of your, you know, your experience as friends? Like, tell me about your journey together. Well, I think we both, um, the book kind of comes out of our common interests of mindfulness and plants. I'm a big plant nerd. Susan is a cooking whiz. She's a whiz in the kitchen. She's a kitchen witch, basically. <laughs> I love and, um, and I've always been interested in green witchcraft. It kind of was introduced to me in the 90s. I was working at this agency job in New York, and it was really stressful, and I was really freaked out. And this was in the fancy days when agencies used to have kitchens. Mm. And I would I would go to the kitchen to get my boss, his Bialy and his coffee. And I would just be so stressed out. And the woman who worked in the kitchen was a green witch. And she gave me all these tools to kind of get through this t- kind of rough point in my life. And then years later, when Susan and I were talking about the book, I sort of pulled her in. <laughs> cool. I also feel like the book kind of took a life of its own because originally we were trying to figure out a project that we could do together. I think combining um, Chris's interest in plants and my illustrations. And then all of our interests sort of came together. That's where the mindfulness and the green witchcraft. I mean, I've been getting much more interested in, you know, witchcraft and the idea of the, of, of, you know, manifesting what you want in your life and, it sort of all came together and um, parts of the book, like I said, we just started to, we were just going to do plants and illustrations and then it just evolved and it, it seemed so natural actually. Yeah. Um, it kind of started almost as a little kid's book. Um, yeah. Originally. And then now that when Chris introduces us as the, you know, the, the kitchen wench and the, um, the plant expert, it really, it always suited us. So it's, um, it, it sort of, it, it, it told us what to do. So we're, so excited about it. I love that. And for those watching on YouTube, your black cat, Susan, just like hanging out in the background as you're talking. This is where her food is. So she was trying to get up and, and, and uh, that's Cersei. No, I'm, oh, seriously, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> and just both of your vibes and your backgrounds like match exactly, I feel like what you brought to the book, like you're very much on brand. So you mentioned green witchcraft a lot. Let's go back to the basics. What exactly is green witchcraft? Well, it's, it's, um, it's not what you would think of when you think of witchcraft, which is sort of a a coven and you might associate it with darkness and blah, but this is really about 
nature and finding the magical qualities in nature, like the magical qualities in crystals and the magical qualities of, of the stars and the moon. And also for us, primarily with this book, especially, it's the, mat the idea of magical herbalism. Mm. um and harnessing the magic powers of plants and we we actually did it here to be all love all love attracting and not not the manipulative kind you know where you're trying to lure somebody in but just general stuff to attract love into your world and and self-love and even the love of your cat <laughs> oh, i love that animals yeah i think that's a big misconception is that all love spells or love potions is supposed to Our be traps. Yes, exactly. That's cool that you, you know, reestablished that this book is about self-love and the, yeah, it's not manipulative things. and there's a lot of, and we have, uh, we also have a common interest in mythology and Greek mythology. So some of our origin stories on the plants and the, what did you, uh, did you know sections will take you to the Greek mythology of that plant. Oh, that is so cool. Okay. <laughs> We're nerds. No, I love that. I mean, that's why <laughs> the book is so full packed with like so much information. It's, so I love nature. I love plants. But when I think about gardening, that can be difficult for some people. I feel like some people have like a little bit of a, um, like it's really hard or maybe they kill plants. I, I've heard just like clients or friends be like, I can't do that. It's hard. So if I were to ask you maybe just how to set up a space, like for plant magic or green witchcraft, like what would be the first place to start? Like setting up a sacred space. I would say um, if you wanted to grow things, get some nice deep pots, put some good soil, good compost in there, um, give them the right amount of sun, make sure the soil stays damp, do all the basic stuff and grow easy stuff. Start easy, like like rosemary is an easy one. I've got basil here. That's Everybody, a good looking basil plant too. That's yeah. He's been going for quite a while this summer. <laughs> um, you know, grow the easy ones first and then you'll get your confidence up a little bit and you'll think, oh, maybe I'll try cilantro now. And maybe, you know, <laughs> even I though I can't eat cilantro, it tastes like soap to me. Oh, are you one of those? <laughs> I'm one of those. <laughs> we were talking about if you don't like cilantro, you're a super taster. Have you ever heard that term? No. no. It's, it's a certain kind of tasting where you, you um, there's certain, um, you know, things on your palate that don't work for you and it's considered a super taster. Mm, so, Chris, okay. I like it. It sounds like a superhero. <laughs> super taster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a super taster. Oh my God. Susan, when you're practicing green witchcraft, do you set up like a, an altar or a sacred space before you start? Yeah, like, do you have any intentions? Altar. And I think that, I think more than ever, now that we're doing a lot of interviews for the book, we really think that our, our sort of what we have to um, offer is really our kind of open-ended, like we, I have an altar, but it's the things that you love and the things that please you. You can follow some rules, you know, you can have, um, uh, you know, a rose quartz or have different things that you learn about, which I find fascinating, but you could also have things that feel special. And like you said about our, our environment, I think all beautiful things go together. So yeah. if you have a bunch of beautiful things and you feel like it empowers you and it makes you feel good and it's a place where you can, um, you know, meditate and think, I think it's a great thing. And however you want to interpret that is and, the way to go as far as and also when you're doing spell work or doing like some of the recipes that we have in the book, I, I always think that 
you kind of make your altar there as you're doing it. Like it really, I think is a way to ground yourself and make it kind of a, um, uh, a really good experience for you. You lay out the things you're working with in a beautiful way. And you think about your, you know, your spoon as a wand. And, you know, I mean, I do have this, this is sort of my sacred space here behind me, uh -huh. but I think that wherever you're doing it can be your sacred space. I love that. Okay. You already started going into my next question. Cause you talk in the book about like your tools. So do you oh, have yeah. a few tools that are your go-tos? You said a spoon as a wand. I mean, I know there's probably things we have like laying around our house already. Are there any things that are like non-negotiable? You have to have it every time you're doing spell work. <laughs> well, I think that the mortal and pestle is kind of a, because um, I love the idea about being more physical. I mean, I'm not going to say that I didn't because we were on a TV show a couple of days ago and you know, they're like, did you use the mortal and pestle? And I'm like, well, I made the basil in a food processor, you know. <laughs> I love to use my hands and just like Chris in the garden, the idea of doing it yourself and using your hands and putting that energy in it. The same way I almost think your, your best tools are your hands and what you can do with that. But I love certain things that like strainers and, and uh, the mortal and pestle, I would say, is my number one kind of go-to because you can really put your put yourself into that and you can really, um, you know, uh, you really take it to another level. And it's great to have good tools in your kitchen and in your garden, but I think it comes from the heart. That's the most important thing, you know, that's what, where all the creativity and the intuition comes from. I mean, an, an intuitive, um, everything is what we're talking about with gardening and plants and, and spells and crafts, follow your intuition, you know what I mean? make yourself feel good. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mindfulness. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's where people get hung up on like witchcraft or spells. They think they have to have, even though like cauldrons are amazing, but I think people get um, a little bit of a block, a mental block around that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah cauldrons when you're burnt. I did a little spell for at Christmas time and we did it in a, um, we did it in a bowl, but then when it lit up on fire too much, cause you were burning the little things. And then I'm like, oh, I should have used my cauldron for that. So <laughs> well, it's really, it's really good for incense. It's really, I'm a big, I'm a big incense lover. And before, like before the interview started, I lit my incense and, and I love my little cauldron. Cause you know, you can That's burn true. resin incense in it. And uh, it's just, it's, 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 it's nice. And it's also nice to use with spells where say, you know, really simple spells, like things you want to get rid of, you write it down on a piece of paper and toss it in the cauldron and burn it. You know, that yes, I love that one. That one's fantastic. Yeah, that's a good that's a good New Year's one. Yeah. So I guess I was going to ask, are there any specific herbs or flowers that you feel like are pretty like versatile in spells? Um, like you said, rosemary, I've heard that being used a lot. So yeah. do, I know you have so many different spells and ingredients in, in your book, but sometimes when I've been like looking at spell books in the past, I'm like, I don't have, you know, I don't have this ingredient or this, and then I get hung up. So yeah. are there specific I mean, ingredients? I think it's exactly what we did. We replaced it and said, okay, we're not going to use the mugwort in this, but why don't we use something with this kind of property or um, even also things that you have. I mean, that's what we're encouraging people to do. Like, Wow, so this has rose petals in it. Maybe I can use 
the lavender pe- lavender I have and put that in the candle instead or or actually that's vice versa with our candle we have because I was going to make a candle and we have a lavender candle recipe and I'm like well I, I have all these rose petals from Chris's garden and I'm like well I'm going to put the rose petals in it and then I'll use rose oil and sort of adapting to what you have and what you're you know thinking about um the way you feel about um different um things in your kitchen like uh, bay leaves and cinnamon and nutmeg and we put um nutmeg is really um good for fidelity so we kind of add that into a lot mm-hmm. of the spells that we need you know a little extra push there <laughs> and rose, rosemary is good for passion so and rosemary is really versatile too like uh some of them like rose roses and rosemary are super versatile like you can almost always substitute them for something that you don't have you know and it's kind of like what susan was saying you can kind of make the best out of what you've got and you'd be surprised how many things you've got like you may not have this potted basil sitting on your porch or whatever but you might have spice in your spice rack you might have some dried basil and you could use that Or you have a little basil and you have a little mint and then you add that to your pesto or I just have parsley leftover. So I added parsley to the the basil that I made today. So it's like you be, you become good at these things. Like what you're saying about gardening. I'm not really a good gardener, so I can't really talk on that one. But I think with food, if you work intuitively and the same thing about art and creating things, you, you need to, it's a trial and error thing and you need to fail a little bit. And like, you know, I don't like that as much, but that's how you, you really refine your intuition for, for, you know, creating things. Yes. Wow. Both of you answer the question I'm about to ask next, like just intuitively. (laughs) You're both so in tune with each other and like, we're in tune with you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so fascinated because both of you have so much knowledge. So I know it comes from a research, like you're saying off the top of your heads, like, oh, this is for passion and this is for love or so it comes from experience. So would you mind sharing like maybe a favorite spell that both of you came to do either separately or together? Like, cause I'm sure all of that was really important conceptually when you were putting together the spells for the book. So, so is there one like fun memory or story of a spell work you've done? I really like, I'm really into, I would say if I had to pick something from the book, a couple favorites of mine are, I love the rose. Um, we incorporated rose into making soap as a way to get that energy into your, and having a bath with rose petals. I really love that. And it's also something you can do for yourself. So I love that. I love um, a, the basil, of course, because I'm such a sucker for pesto. It's I'm making it sound like it's a cookbook, but it's really not a cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just food obsessed because I haven't had my breakfast yet. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's evolved for us too, because I think, you know, yeah. we started with, with it's, Chris is talking about the, the rose, um, soap and then we were doing last year I was really into the before the book was out really into all the different bath salts and everything like that and I was really moving in a lot of bath remedies and then now we're kind of moving in like I love the um that Aphrodite spray that I made for yeah this is our rose soap I I made (laughs) for um, a pillow spray and a spell that goes along with that to like um attract more lucid dreams into your life and um and it's just I think this is where the mindfulness comes into me for me. And I feel like as we've gone through this book and as I've matured in age, 
the mindfulness is just so important because these rituals are, are creating this ease and that, you know, like what I'm just saying about the pillow spray, you're spraying that on and you're preparing your bed um, f- for you to go into it. And these rituals are, are just really important to kind of calm me and ground me and center me now. So I feel like that, that these kind of things that we're doing are really twofold, or we made this, um, uh, strawberry uh, vodka that we've been serving lately mm. that our other uh, podcast interviewers were telling us about that he did for his Beltane party. Oh. And we've made that. And it's like a love it's potion. So but good. Share with your friends and um, you can have a little nip by yourself. And like- <laughs> you know what else is good with basil? I was just thinking another, because we tried to make the spells really simple mm-hmm. in the book so that they're not because you were saying like witchcraft can be sound it like a uh, kind of like overwhelming or what do I need? Do I have the tools? Do I have? So we tried to make everything really simple, like a really simple spell. I love is if you're having bad dreams, put some basil under your pillow and it will help you with that. I love that. Stuff like yeah. that. It's so simple that it might make you think, wow, well, what would Rosemary do? And, you know, what would, you know. And then you can research it and find it out. And then you're like, well, okay, I'm putting rosemary under my pillow tonight. And that's going to give me great dreams and stuff like that. Yes. And just to echo what both of you have said, intention is really the key here. Yeah. It's, every, it's everything. Yeah. And because... I think when you say feeling overwhelmed, like, uh, you know, with a, sm- a spell, a garden, a recipe, you shouldn't feel overwhelmed with a recipe. Mm-hmm. You should feel like, you know, you, when you look at it, like it's the Bible or some the law or something you know, you have to learn to become like a little bit more fluid with it and and try it and substitute and say, you know, that was a little too strong for me or this, that was, I didn't like it as much, you know, right. but you like know. any other recipe or, or yeah. thing that you're doing in life, you have to, you know, course correct and adapt based on your personality and, you know, your intuition, like you said. Right. Or maybe you're making an oil, like a facial oil and you want to put rose in it, but you don't have rose so you substitute maybe um, lavender that kind of stuff like we have a uh, for tulips I think we have a tulip and rose skin oil that that we created that that's I really one of my love. favorites that Chris did the tulip oil is really and it's kind of this luxurious little oil that you feel like you're being anointed when you you I feel like I'm right you feel like you're spoiling yourself yeah wow and by looking at both your skin I do believe that because you're yeah. both glowing <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the rose oil, but thank yeah. you. <laughs> I smell like an old lady. Oh no. <laughs> it's no old witch. We love that. An old um, witch. <laughs> but not even old, just eternal, eternal yeah, witch. An old witch. I like that. <laughs> are there any specific, I guess, again, I hate like putting rules on anything, but there for both of you, are there any specific time of day you like to do rituals or maybe even moon cycles? Do you tune into planetary alignments at all? I like to do, I like to use the power of moons. I'm really fond of that and making moon water. I don't know if you've heard of that, where you set out water under a full moon and you have this water that's charged up to do whatever you might have done with this spell with water, but because you're using moon water, boom, you've got so much more power to your spell. So Mm -hmm. I love that. I'm I'm a big, and also I'm a big fan of, because I I studied, I have these friends, Bridget and John, who live up in Oregon, and they are into fairy magic. And so on full moons, 
that's when you give offerings to fairies. Like you might go out and leave a little glass of wine and a little piece of cake. Oh, that's cute. On that night. Yeah, because you want to keep the fairies happy, especially if you're gardening. Because, wow. you know, they're sort of in charge of the plants. So Yeah. Susan, <laughs> do you have any favors. rituals or things you do like during? Well, I think cycle? the interesting thing, too, when you were asking that question is like, Chris is a day morning person and I'm a night person. So we sort of have the, <laughs> the whole kind of like, so I kind of do more rituals around, I would say the night than the morning. And I think he's definitely like up with the sun. So it's an I'm up interesting with the sun. combination, but I, we're also learning as we, oh, as yeah. we with a lot of things that are, that parts of green witchcraft and also like what we're talking about, moon cycles that we are more and more attracted to. So I think we're moving in, farther in that direction for each of us. We've learned um more about it and we're getting more back i think that i kind of i think i said that about the mindfulness has just been the magical mindfulness has just been such a great thing for both of us on a personal level well, well. like the mindfulness comes in on every level like for me one of the greatest things you can do is pull weeds <laughs> like pulling weeds in the garden if you've got access to a garden or even if you're gardening on your windowsill i have to say if you want to calm yourself and ground yourself and quiet your mind pulling weeds man <laughs> it does that's such trick. a metaphor for life too you know oh, the yeah weeds. pull the weeds out of your life yeah i mean the japanese tea ceremonies or sweeping the floor and things that i mean i was just reading an article about why you get ideas in the shower you know what i mean you're you know you're you're in a different sort of mindset and it's important to do that to to, I mean, for me as an artist to, to get, how do you get in your flow state? You know what I mean? How do you get in that state where you're coming up with ideas? So that's a very important thing to me. You know, It's interesting that you bring up showers because someone just told me this great advice where it, that if you're upset, if you're, you know, you're feeling upset or overwhelmed or anxious or really sad and crying, if you jump in the shower, the water knocks you out of it. So it's, it puts you back to like a steady state just by the fact of making contact with the water will Absolutely. change your mood. Yeah, I don't, I, I haven't, I haven't tried it, but you I, have to, every time you've taken a shower and felt better, you have done it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. You're taking right. a bath or taking, you know, the, the way that, that, um, that's what I was saying. Like, I feel like as we get older, I really respond to these things even more than I ever did and how they can really, the act of lighting a candle, why these like transitions can really, because I guess it is about, um, you know, manifesting it and like putting it in your mind that you are like, you're lighting these candles and it's, and it, and it is like lowering your, you know, blood pressure. You know, yeah. rituals are calming you. Yeah. Before I do anything, I always light incense. Um, I think I said that even before the interview started, I lit my incense. Now so, I have to ask both of you because I didn't ask and I normally do. What are both of your zodiac signs? Libra. Leo. Oh, oh my gosh, that that's <laughs> so perfectly aligned. Like Libra right. by Venus, all about nature, offerings, fairies, yeah. artistic expression in a different way. Leo, first of all, happy birthday soon. Oh, thank right? you. Yeah, it's tomorrow. <laughs> it's tomorrow. Right? Tomorrow, oh my gosh, yeah, we just started Leo season, but Leo is all yeah, about that divine creativity. And you, you know, those illustrations are a perfect example of that. So that's really cool. But I always like to um, talk about using your zodiac practices for spell work, or like you said, like water for me, I'm a cancer. So I'm led by the moon. Oh, yeah. so 
I love wow. moon water, moon baths, but also I use the the water as a portal for me to get, you know, connection to spirit or connection to clarity of myself. So yeah, yeah for for Libra, very much gardening is like your yeah, that's your portal. It's my portal. And we have an uh Debbie Harry wrote our forward. She's a cancer. Oh my gosh, I love yeah. it. Yeah, another cancer. That's so cool. <laughs> That's so interesting. I want to learn more about that. You know, then then that would be I'm a fire sign. So that would be um, You're such a Leo. Yeah. But you, you are. are you are just you know, it's 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 interesting how that kind of you know how it works out. And they do Yeah, I don't normally think about it day to day, but you since you brought it up, Steffi, I I think there's I think yeah. you're right. It's a good combo. Yeah, no, totally. It's such a good combo for and and exactly I, what you wrote about. Because <laughs> it's my birthday tomorrow, I was getting ready to do a post for us about what the Leo witch, uh, you know, like what they say about Leo witches. And so I was actually oh, just, fun. yeah, they say, let me see if I can find it here. Chanter witch, that's what Leos are. Uh, witches born under this sign have the natural ability to catch the attention of others making them extremely talented illusionists, making them uh, an extremely touch. It can easily hypnotize people, animals, Ooh. and charm. Ooh, Susan I, the hypnotizer. <laughs> I could see it. I could see it. I mean, your illustrations and in, in, in itself, again, that's divine creativity coming through you. I just feel like this book was so, I mean, co-collaborated by the universe, like both of you getting together crazy feel that way. What were you going to say? Chris? Uh, no, I was going to say we feel the exact same way. The book kind of started as this little tinkle of an idea after we had martinis and then one night and it just kept growing and growing in a way that was so magical. It sounds so corny to say that, but it really at a certain point took a life of its own and just started becoming this fat little book that we have now. And I, I sort of, I'm amazed. <laughs> it was never to be our life focus, but what was really yeah. funny too, is when we were at crunch time at the end of the, you know, when we had to have all of our stuff in for the deadline, there's a whole bunch of time. There's a couple of months where like, we couldn't, we didn't have any time to really communicate. So he was writing his part. He was adding more things to his manuscript. And I was just like jamming on the illustrations and I couldn't <laughs> believe it when I was putting the book together that like I did some illustrations for parts that he had, I had never seen before. I mean, I didn't see them like it all fit. because it was like, we were that like, okay, I still have to do, we still had a bunch of stuff for both of us to do. Yeah. It's it a little enchanted. I got to tell you. The Narcissus. You wrote the poem about Narcissus and I had that mirror with the, the, um, the Narcissus, with, with the Narcissus blossom inside of it. Yeah. And you had a spell that was just perfect for that. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I don't even I know. Is that a flower? You said the narcissist. What is Narcissus, it? Yeah, paper whites. See, They're... like that's why you're so in tune. I mean, that's okay. So I want to ask now too, what are your favorite? I mean, it's hard to pick a favorite, but what are your favorite like magical flowers or magical plants? Like what what are you drawn to in this moment, in this right now? <laughs> I really, and it might be because we were so focused on love, but the ultimate um, plant for love is roses. And I just, I've been so, I kind of every year have a, every season I have a different plant crush. Like I'll be all about salvias. This is so nerdy sounding. I realize no, it's not. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> not be all about salvias or I'll be all about geraniums or I'm all about 
And in the last year or so, and I think because of the book, the way it's forced us to focus on some of these plants, roses have really been my thing lately. And I'm always collecting petals for Susan and I send them across the country and then she turns them into magical things like soaps and, you know, so candles, whatever. So I'm really into roses lately. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Susan, do you have any specific? Well, it changes, but we were just in um, California and when I drove to Sonoma with Jolene, there were all, all these, the Queen Anne's lace was on the, like the whole like route. Oh like, yeah. Side of the road the whole way. And it's such a beautiful, it's, you know, it's kind of a weed and, and it's just such a beautiful, the little lacy flowers. And, um, you know, I, that, that's one of my favorites, but it has been such a joy to be able to, when you draw things, you really get a chance to really look at them and like investigate the shape and texture and color. And it's sort of such a wonderful thing. So I guess I have a, I do have a crush on these flowers as well because yeah. I spent so much time drawing yeah. so when i see them in real life it's very exciting for me you know and you tempted to get out and grab all the queen anne's lace and make the jelly oh yeah we have a we have a queen anne's lace jelly recipe in the book yeah oh my gosh. <laughs> but you have to wait till it's in season and i don't have any so i can't do it yet last yeah. year i was i rented this cottage when i was finishing up the book you know that cottage that i re rented yeah. for a few days and I saw the neighbors, I went outside and all I just had is a little manicured nail scissors, right? And I was cutting all the little queen's lace to make a um, little bouquet. And I could see the neighbors were looking at me like, okay, yeah. <laughs> what are you, doing? you know? And I was able to have a really beautiful, um, yeah. you know, wildflowers in the house. Queen's lace is the best. I love it. <laughs> we need a spell for judgy neighbors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the next book. They definitely did. <laughs> like a kind of a strange neighborhood. So it wasn't, the, the, you know, it just did look kind of funny. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's so cool. I mean, th just how connected you both are to nature and to what you're doing is just, I feel like every single sprinkle of love went into the book. Okay. So it was a real passion project. We yeah. were really, really lucky and, we weren't very, you know, they really let us do whatever we wanted. So we just kind of were like, well, it's one more thing. Let's add one more, you know, and finally we well, had to say, okay, that's. And I think too, COVID helped us a little bit because everything was so shut down that there was nothing going on during a big chunk of the book. So I was able to take the time and do the writing, you know, because things were pretty quiet for a while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Timing is everything. So, okay, love, you talked about how there's a lot of love spells. Is there a specific love spell that you want to share or one that you really enjoy working with or doing often? It's um, it's a sachet you make out of a, well, I can show you. I have <laughs> one right here. Oh, that's that beautiful. I, that I made just the other day. And it has rosemary for passion. It has rosebuds for love. It has acorns for virility and it has fever few for love and protection. And what you do is you put this all together in a sachet like this one and you carry it with you and it's a love attracting sachet. And so you carry it with you and then let's say the time comes that you've sort of found a friend or a partner or a, it could be a new cat, whatever, then you've kind of, it's done its work, then you release it all back into nature. 
Um, you put it all back outside when you're okay. done. But the sachets I've been really into. I really love sachets because they're so easy. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just accessible. You can put it in your pocket or, you know, yeah. purse, satchel, wallet, whatever. And it's right, always right, there. Right. With Throw you. it in your backpack. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's cool. I think these things are great to give to people. You know, it feels like you're giving, like we've been making, Chris has been making the sachets at a lot of our book signing with people. And I think that people have really related to that. And it's something that, you know, you can also give another person. I think with a lot of our are kind of like crafts and spells and things like that. It's like an offering to people that. Um, yeah, it would, it would well. be like a sweet little wedding gift or hostess gift or something like that. That actually is. It's perfect. It's yeah. perfect. San Francisco, the couple that was there said that they're gonna they're gonna make that for their they're getting married and they're gonna make that as their. Um, I don't know if they're gonna make them at the wedding or they're just gonna have them as their. Um, you know, uh, to everyone. Yeah, that, that it's on every plate and everything like that. And it's a it's a wonderful message and a symbolic message. And I think that that's something that we really relate to, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of our plants also, you know, love is the main focus, but a lot of the plants are also for protection and protection. love and, um, uh, you know, wealth and, and different types of things as well. And I think that, that that's a important. Yeah, problem. I think almost every single plant that we chose for the 26 spells, I think almost all of them are protection plants. And, and when I'm gardening, I am very conscious of my first thing is I want it to be a habitat garden. So it attracts the pollinators and the birds and the bees and everybody. And then I want to know like if if it's a protective plant and if it's a plant that draws certain energies to the home and to the garden. So, and I was an English major in school. So research is something that I just love to do. So I'm always like looking up plants going, okay, what does this plant do? <laughs> I, well, that's what I like about like everything you've done, you've researched, but then you put it to the test. Like you're actually put in, in field research, right? Like you're like, okay, it says it's good for, for protection. I'm going to use my intuition to use a spell with it. And then I'm going yeah. to see how it works gonna, and then put it into the book. like And carry it with me and, and, and make it work for me. Yeah. <laughs> so if someone doesn't have an ingredient that's in your spells, you said most of them are pretty, um, I, I would say like easy to get flowers or yeah gold, most of them right? are easy to get at the store if you just want to be careful if it's anything you're ingesting mm -hmm. just make sure that like i wouldn't i wouldn't use roses from a florist because those have been treated with a lot of chemicals so they look really great on the you know in the store but they wouldn't be healthy for you to use as a facial oil or something like that you want to make sure and you can get online i mean even i hate to promote amazon really even though they're selling <laughs> our books so i love that but you can get organic herbs on amazon or on different online sites so it's it's accessible and they're not too expensive you can order organic roses and then sometimes they also call it culinary grade like culinary oh, grade, grade. Um, lavender and things like that so that you right. know um you know that, you know that it's safe yeah and we've also tried i feel like you know when we were working on the book i also bought a whole variety of things where i tried um once or twice and like just what you're saying about if you don't have that you can do it with the elements that you do have um 
you know, you could order it. And that's also a, a discovery and a journey itself. Let's try to work with, you know, burdock root or something like that. Things that we've never done before, mugwort, find out about it. Um, but I also think that, you know, like how using bay leaves and things like, you know, it's like just to be open about it and then where your kind of like passion takes you. If the research part is exciting for you, you know, move in that direction. You know, it's been really fun that I just discovered lately off of Instagram of all things, <laughs> but it's called Herbal Revolution. Have you guys heard of that? Oh, yeah. no, it's it's so. a thing where they send you every month, they have an herb of the month and they send you the dried herbs. They send you recipes, how you can make tinctures with it. They send you the flower essence of it so you can use it under your tongue. And like, so uh, last month was rose. And this month I just got a box of all lemon balm. And it's such a great, easy way for me to research stuff because they send it to me and I'm like, okay, what's what's lemon balm got for me? <laughs> well, that's really cool. I've never even heard of it. Yeah. I mean, it's fun to make all these kind of things like lemon balm, um, you know, uh, like I, I made a salt with it, um, like a like a body scrub and different oh, nice. things like that. Um, it's it's fun to experiment it and and a lot of it again is about intention about putting that into it for you like when you're talking about substituting an herb mm -hmm. I think that that's an important element your intention and and um, you know making these special things for people that you love and um, what that, love that. Yeah, love just... is the secret ingredient <laughs> <laughs> or not so secret you're about to say yeah i love that but <laughs> even too you're talking about how every single protection flower you put you, you just didn't even realize it like everything is a protection flower already or magic protection you'd be so, surprised yeah <laughs> yeah so i guess is there something do you keep any protection flowers in your home or are they outside your home or is it just a part of your spell work is there one protection flower in particular you love to work with uh i really loved um they're so simple and i think that's what i love about them is just geraniums you know your basic geraniums they say that um the old school the og which is used to plant them around their cottage, you know, they'd be on the edge of the town. And it was the, it was said that the geraniums would, would curve into the direction of someone who was about to visit. So they would know someone was approaching and, and, you know, and geranium is a great protective flower and it's so easy to grow. Yeah. That's great. I and all these things are becoming more interesting to us also as well. It's like washing your doorstep with lavender water or cleaning your house with orange water, um, you know, or, an orange kind of alcohol combo. At, in or the first day of the month, spraying yes, cinnamon into month. your doorway. I for do that. Isn't, that's so easy and it's so great. It's so easy, so fun. And I feel like it does set up the month really lovely, you know. Yeah, that's the, the, the combination of things what we're saying about intention and, and yeah. these rituals, how they kind of, um, how we benefit from them. Right. Mm. I love it. Is there any, I guess, to kind of wrap this up, are there any misconceptions about green witchcraft that you, I mean, you've already kind of dispelled quite a few, but is there anything, I guess, for advice, if there was a beginner and they were scared, is there anything you would say to get them in the right direction to use the spells in your book? Well, I think it goes back to what you were just talking about with intention. It's just have a, have good intentions um be pure with your your wishes and i think then the rest of it is just icing on the cake 
you know it's just your intention is really everything and with life not just with spells trust your intuition trust your intuition and like develop it i mean i think all these things that's why i said again about i think for me as an artist like getting in your flow state that's what mindfulness is for me getting in your flow state and and i guess i'm going off because you said more about about green witchcraft than than mindfulness but i think that also to dispel you know some of the things that people think that are i don't know scary about witches or what they what the idea they have of, of what a witch is you know what i mean we don't eat we really don't eat children <laughs> we don't do that only on full moons <laughs> that's amazing well i mean i feel it is again echoing there's so much love between you two and and what you do and the book just seems like it was just perfectly divinely created so thank you i i can't wait for everyone to just go grab their hands on it so where can they find the book you can find it well we encourage everyone to go to their independent bookstores if there's some in their neighborhood or if you can't they have it at barnes and nobles online and they have it at amazon uh, online too right I think of all yeah, places. we want to do we want to encourage you know small business so that would be great to go to your local store and uh, yeah and if they don't have it they can order it yeah find, request it. try to send these book plates around so that um some of the local stores have signed copies so we're working on that now yeah how cool and how where can they find you on instagram at two green witches and it's the number two two green witches that's our handle at two green witches and are any other books in the future? Anything that's been yes. swirling around? Well, we're working on an Oracle deck right now. Yes, I love that. Right? That sounds so fun. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. It's going to be like kind of a kooky um, deck. Of It's going to be just like our book is really just like all of our favorite things. Our deck is going to also include the things that most influence and inspire us. Yeah, you'll see Greek gods. You'll see... You'll see characters from the Arcana, from the Tarot. You'll see cats. You'll see spiders. You'll see all kinds of fun stuff. Lots of flowers. Oh, okay. Well, I can't wait for that. Can't wait to read all the 26 spells in the book, too. Thank you Thank so you. much for your time. You. Having us. Yes. And for listeners, you know where to find me at spirit underscore sis on Instagram, spiritsis.com and TikTok spiritsis. Till next time. Love y'all. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.